0: would bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. This time is so special each week, though it may be something we do, uh, and it may feel more like a habit um, or something that's just a routine. Uh, Lord, it is not. It is the very thing that we come here every week to focus on, uh, your gift and the unity that that brings. We all come to the foot of the cross, the same need, the same thing that needs to be done in our hearts, uh, that not something bad would become good, that something dead would come alive again and that we would recognize that in our own hearts. Lord, thank you for your son. It's your name that we pray. Amen. All right. It's good to see you. Uh, If some of you uh, weren't here last week, you are completely confused. You're like, so we're like singing a Coldplay song in here under some stars or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I get it. Uh, it's also a little distracting because if you haven't noticed, we got a new stage, so I have all this room now. I can like do this over here and like look at this. Yeah, this, yeah I need padding though. It's for sure gonna fall off. There's no way I'm not. Uh, but the, see, we put this new stage up, and it's a little taller, so now all I get to see a stare at God's faithfulness this whole time. I don't get to see your faces at all, and some of you are thinking the same thing. You're like I can't even see him. Hey, how are you? There you go. <laughs> Um, so it's okay though uh, Last week I explained this uh, this, is a, this is a kind of a thing we do each, uh, each year To pause and to say God is faithful He has done incredible things Before we move forward We, we will never stop looking back And thanking him for that And we have a statement that we say That God's past faithfulness Is not just present there But it's present in the uncertainty of the future And so if you're distracted today By these cards or the twinkling lights I want you to be reminded That you're distracted by God's faithfulness All right. And that is not a bad thing. All right. So if you're a little annoyed or frustrated at some point because you can't see or you, you, it's okay. I I want that to be something that you're like, there are so many cards in here, I can't see anything. Good. (laughs) It's four years worth of cards. And the, the cards that are the colored ones are the ones just from this last year. Just from this last year. So if you see the neon ones, those are from 2018. Um, and I got a chance to reflect and look at those this last week, and I'll tell you, God is faithful, and he is good, and he has been. And even some of you, I loved, you know, we had these three statements last week. Don't normalize the extraordinary, you might miss God faithfulness. Don't minimize the consistency or minimize the normal things that God is doing, and don't vilify the no's. Sometimes God is so good and so faithful and loving that he says no to the things that would hurt you that you asked for. And so many of your, your cards were that no thing. You asked for something, you wanted it so bad, and then at the end of the year, you're going, I am so glad (laughs) that God waited, that he was loving enough to say, there is no better setting, no better background, no better thing for us to have hanging above us, distracting us, but also calling us forward to talk about the first steps of 2019. Uh, Today's sermon is is basically like the state of the union. It's the state of Kingsway. It's like the state of where we're going, what we're doing, what the next step should be as we're walking in a community of people, movement of people on mission for Christ. And so today that's going to be my attempt. My attempt is to kind of rally us around uh, a thought, rally us around an action step that we could have in the back of our minds that would motivate us and, and call us to taking a step in 2019. And though sometimes the uncertainty of 2019 can be crippling, uh, it can be overwhelming to even think or dream about some things that you want to do because it's so massive or so large or so you're not sure what the steps will take or what the cost it will be. And I, and I hope as we kind of move into this concept of really taking on and, and taking risks in 2019 to grow, uh, that you will believe that God is faithful enough. That God is faithful enough to walk with you. We are not about perfection here. We are about pursuit. And pursuit means you put one foot in front of the other and you believe that God is calling you somewhere. Something that doesn't move, doesn't grow, and doesn't take steps. We have a word for that, and it's called dead, all right? Something that is growing and moving and attempting to, to go forward and asking difficult questions and wading into doubts and pursuing things that would help them grow, disciplining themselves. That is a person that is growing and pursuing Christ. It is okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. So we're going to do that together in 2019. Now, I know for some of you, you already have your 2019 goal, and you are like, what is it, 12 days in, 13 days in, and you have either depressed as all get out because you have given up, and it did not work out as you wanted, or some of you in here are just craving something that you haven't had, like sugar, in like 13 days, uh, or for myself, uh, soda, and had soda, 13 days. Whew, I did crack and have a diet the other day, my wife doesn't even know that, sorry, babe, all right, but... We're pursuing something, and we're going for something, all right? And for some of you, it's been something it has been the same thing for a number of years, all right? In fact, you have a journal entry, and you're like, I'm going to journal every day, and then you have the same five journal entries from the last year, and then you stopped, and you're like, well, I could use it again, I guess. You just scribbled out 18, put 19, I'm going to journal every day this year, right? But whatever it is, and maybe it's not even something uh, personal. Maybe it's something more uh, business-oriented. Maybe it's something more... Disciplined on the side of a relationship. Maybe it's a marriage. Uh, Maybe it's maybe it's just wanting to pick a career. Maybe it is as simple as wanting to pursue a financial goal, debt-free. But whatever it is, I know for a lot of us this is kind of the approaching the breaking point of whether or not we're gonna follow through. You know, the first thirty days they say that ninety percent of New Year's resolutions break. Isn't that depressing? But it's true. So as you're thinking about 2019, I just want to remind you of what Kingsway is all about. And if you call yourself a part of this community, and the way we say if you're a part of this community fully, if you're in this community, this is the three things. You're ready. You attend. All right? You, you commit by serving. And then you give. You're in. All right? You're a part of it. You're, you're yeah! Woo! We're moving together. That's what we're doing. All right? That just, just means you're a part of Kingsway. And if you are, then you need to know this about Kingsway. We have a verse that kind of is upheld above all else. And it doesn't mean this verse is like uber, like, oh, but it it just kind of focuses us as a church. And it's John 10.10. John 10.10 says this. uh, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That means that there is something in us and in the world and a present enemy. All right? The thief It comes to steal, which means does it when we're not looking, does it when we don't want it to happen, does it when we're not even sure it's happening. It's happening. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you've ever experienced divorce, if you've ever experienced bankruptcy, if you've ever made a personal choice that has caused harm to yourself and the people that you love, you know this is true, right? Comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life. And you're like, I'm already alive. No, 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 no. Real life. Real life. And have it to the full. And so out of that, we, we made a, a kind of a purpose statement here that we kind of rally around. And it's this: it's it's inviting everyone to pursue full life in Jesus. It's just inviting everyone to pursue full life in Jesus to experience that real life, To not have everything stolen, killed, and destroyed that we hold dear, or to find out later that it was not what we really wanted, but to, to really experience full life, and that is only found in Jesus. So, we're inviting everybody to do it, inviting everyone to do it. And so, what that full life looks like can be difficult to define. I mean, it really can, because it's like full life. How do you define something that's like a lot? You know, it's that's a lot of stuff. All right, but we have four key words and then four statements that go with those words. And if you've never heard these, I think you'll find it clarifying. And if you've heard these, I hope it re-clarifies. I hope it refocuses you as you go on into 2019. It's grow, connect, serve, and multiply. And those, those, those words we may not say as often, but you might hear these phrases a lot. I hope you hear these phrases a lot. Growing people change. Sometimes we're like, well, how do I know I'm growing? Uh, are you doing anything that's outside your comfort zone? It's a little difficult. That you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. You're probably growing if you're taking steps towards it. How about this? Connect. We just believe life is better together. <laughs> life is better together. So we have connect groups, and we have small groups, and we have studies. We call each of us, and every one of us in here should be mentoring and building relationships. In fact, our, our, our kind of our vision for our youth group is relationships that would last a lifetime. That's what we're trying to do in our youth group is build relationships that would last a lifetime, not just a season. Serve. You might not hear that word a ton around here because we say it a lot like this. We are blessed to bless. We are blessed to bless. We have been given gifts and abilities and resources, and we don't believe that we are supposed to hold them like a reservoir. We are supposed to be a pipeline. God flows them into our life, and we just turn and flow into someone else's constantly, giving of ourselves. And then multiply. One beggar who needed bread telling another one where to find it. Found people, find people. We just believe if you have the hope of the world, if you have real life in your veins, you will not keep it to yourself. You cannot help but share it, talk about it. Even in your ignorance sometimes, even in your misunderstanding sometimes, you can't help but mention the name of Jesus and call people to him. Because found people, find people what we do so as you're looking at 2019 and you think okay we're inviting everyone into full life and then you're going okay maybe it is this simple for you you're just picking a category you're like all right 2019 here we go all right I'm gonna connect I'm gonna connect I'm sick of saying I wish I had a mentor I'm sick of, of saying I should mentor somebody I'm sick of saying I should call this person I'm sick of saying I should be in a small group I'm just gonna find a way to take a step. Gonna do it. It's what I'm all about. And maybe it's not connect. maybe it's one of the other three, but maybe that is simply your step in 2019. But if you're like me, up to this point, it just feels like a regular 2019 New Year's sermon. Doesn't it just feel like that at this point? Pick your bootstraps up, try harder, do better. The problem is that just doesn't work if that's all it is. I'm serious. If, if you've been told the lie that Christianity is about getting better, then you're, you're sadly mistaken. Uh, I'm sorry, you're, you're, you're not going to get better on your own. It's not going to happen. And I, I find it curious that 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 is a point that I know in my soul, and when I say it to you, I think it gives a sense of relief because for some of us that have lived a number of years, you know that each year you like come around the bend and you're like, this is the year! And it's not an excuse to try, it's just uh, sometimes it can be depressing when you don't make it, when things don't work out. Time after time, they don't go well. And I found that incredibly... In Utterly demoralizing to myself until I read John ten eleven. You guys ever read John ten eleven? This is what John ten eleven, that very next verse, by the way. This is what John ten eleven says. Jesus still talking about said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Wait a second. I thought all we had to do was just get to Jesus. And then everything just got better. Maybe there's some work that had to be done by Jesus on my behalf. Maybe there's some work that had to be done by Jesus on my behalf. Uh, The key phrase in there is lays down his life. Anybody in here a parent? You agree with that statement? Holy smokes, right? You have a kid for a day, you're like, I am dead to myself. My wants and needs are gone. Right? You ever experienced adulthood as really just denying your wants and needs? That's just adulthood. My preferences, my hopes, my dreams, all dead. Right? But there's there's something more going on here. Because it's not not Jesus just bending over and saying, okay, fine, I'll let you in, and just bending his will. Uh, There's something bigger going on here, something more structured, something larger at play. And it's terrifying. Uh, This is the way that Romans records. This is what Paul says, this idea of him laying down his life. This is what Paul is reflecting that really means. It's it's, it's powerful in, in, in its way, and I love how, how concise. It's just two verses. Paul's kind of long-winded, but it's just two verses. It's chapter 3, 25 through 26. It says this. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice, laying down his life, for sin. People are made right with God when they believe Jesus sacrificed his life. His very life. Uh, by shedding his blood, and that's the humanity of it. That's what we're supposed to relate to that. This isn't some crazy, you know, divine way that he did it. This is a human way that he displayed it. The sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back. And he did not uh, punish those who sinned in past times. This is the idea, the concept that God is outside of time. Because he can see things. That's a mind-boggling idea. but Because he can see past and present. So he knew that he didn't have to pass the, or punish the past because he knew Jesus was coming. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he was going to do in the present time. God did this to what? To demonstrate his righteousness. He was not going to change. He's perfect. He's good. He's right. We were the ones that screwed up. We were the ones that broke down. We were the ones that made the wrong choice. For he himself is fair and just. Full measure of grace and truth. Full measure of grace and truth. So let me ask you this. As I read that, I think about what it would be like for me to model Jesus in 2019. What would it be like to model Jesus in 2019? I mean, if we just took if we took this concept of who Jesus was and, and how he displayed the concept of you being fully redeemed in Jesus, in grace, but then believing that he's calling you to something that may cost you everything. Yeah, See, because that's, that's the most, I mean, that's overwhelming, right? Everything? Everything. It may cost you everything. In 2019, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I mean, I'll. I'll just give a piece, right? But it's incredibly clear because Jesus didn't say this. So is the concept that I have to lay my life down too? Is this the concept? Man, that would be terrifying. I'm okay with doing it for like an hour at a time, right? Anybody else with me? Like I'll sit through the same Thomas the Train episode for the 15th time. I will lay my life down for my children. Right? I will be patient in the drive through at McDonald's even though I know against my better judgment it will take far too long. I will look somebody in the eyes even when I don't care about what they're saying. And I will do it. I will lay my life down. Or is it something bigger than that? Jesus himself said it like this. Matthew chapter 16, Matthew records this, and I love how it starts. Then Jesus said to his disciples, that's basically the people that are following him. So just keep that in mind. So if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, that's still including you at this point. And Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. And then he adds this little saying there the next that I just like, oh, man, because I want to jump back and forth, right? That's what I just said. I want to jump back and forth. Maybe you do too. You're like, cool, cross right now, later, whatever I want. And he says this, if, if any of you are trying to hang on to your life, you will lose it. Any of you're trying to do this. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But if you give up your life for my sake, You'll save it. What would it mean for you and I to lay our lives down in 2019? What, what would it look like for us, if we're followers of Jesus, to take steps to, to not dabble, but to fully commit? To take a step as a church unified. To believe that the full life that Jesus is offering is more than what we could do without him. Paul, in this climactic book of Romans, uh, <laughs> records this incredible ending in chapter 12 to kind of this evidence of who Jesus is and the work that he's done and all this stuff. I mean, you've just traveled the entire length of the gospel, and he's just laid it out to the, to the level that if anybody reads this that has any kind of church history and understanding of Israel and any understanding of who they were supposed to be looking for in Jesus and what Jesus has done on the cross and then ends with this constant, and he has this great couple verses in chapter 12 that I think clarifies what we're talking about. He says, and so, right? And so, if this is what Jesus has called us to do, and the work on the cross has done something more, and that he actually did lay down his physical life, shedding blood and giving of it, and that his call to us is not some momentary thing, but a full commit. Uh, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead such strong language, not I hope you will one day, not, I mean, if you could get it, like, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. And when it says bodies there, this is a fullness. This is not just physical. This is the soul, the mind, the heart. This is a fullness of who you are. To give everything you have to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. There's that word again. Sacrifice. the kind that He would what? Find acceptable. Do you think in that moment when we fully commit, I, I think that's where God starts to go, "Oh wow. Looky here. There's a little Jesus running around. Fully committed, fully in. This is truly the way to what? We have just a silly way of thinking worship is just singing. It's not. To worship Him. This is the way that we worship Him our whole lives. Reflect it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good pleasing, and perfect. Just leave that right there. God's will for you in 2019, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. What if it really is this simple, you guys? That in the death of the things that are in me is the very fertile ground that full life is found. I me say that again. What if, what if the death of the things that are in me, the denial, the sacrifice, the shedding of those things that are inside of me is the very fertile ground that God is calling us to experience full life? That it's not about bad getting good, but it's that dead thing, that thing that's longing to steal, kill, and destroy me getting replaced by something full of life. And I know this is, it's a little cerebral, like you're you're having to think through this, and I hope I've taken you on a path, but maybe you're just like, hey, Trevor, okay, cool. We went on this journey, followed you a little bit, got lost a little bit, but now we're here. What do I do? What What is my next step? in 2019? What, 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 what if we did this as a church? Like, tell me the marching orders. Tell me exactly what I need to do in 2019. If I want to be a part of kings, just give it to me simple. Give it to me so clear and simple that if I get distracted or if things get difficult or if I'm not sure I know exactly enough information, but I have something in front of me, tell me exactly how to respond. How do I do it? What do I do? And I'll tell you, this is it. I'm going to put it on the board, just a second, but this is it. If we just did this with our vision, with our understanding of full life, but we let this be our filter for 2019, and we just did this together, if we just did this together for a year, our marriages, our relationships, our businesses, our community, the broken families around us, the healing needs to happen in our own broken families. The healing that needs to happen in me. The things that need to happen inside my soul, inside our church, inside our city, inside our nation, inside our world. Could this be it? And I believe for 2019, these are the words that God wanted me to share with you. Whatever you're going after, whatever you're, God is pressing you toward, this is a step that is King's way we're going to take. We're gonna do this together. In faith, one act of sacrifice can change the world. In faith, one act of sacrifice can change the world. Listen, that's what the gospel's all about. It's just one act of sacrifice. One man, divine, came down, got on a cross. The world was changed. And he is calling us to do the same. He's calling us, listen, he's calling us in our marriages to be selfless. You may be right, but do you want to be married or do you want to be right? I'm not saying give up on your, give up on your understanding of truth. I'm not saying give up and just to lower your standards, no boundaries. I'm just talking about Grace. I'm talking about patience. I'm talking about understanding. I'm talking about praying for the person across you that you love so much, whether or not they're good at loving you yet or not. One act of sacrifice. Listen, parents, I know it is tempting to fight for 16 and to feel like you're going to lose them or win them at 16, but I'm telling you, fight for 26. The brains are fully developed at 26. All right? These things are different. What if your act of sacrifice this year is not always to critique or to go in guns blazing with what they did, but to be patient, sacrificial with your time, sacrificial with your energy, going after them, sacrificially, to know that that's how you might change the world. How about the people in here that just creep you out? Don't talk about them. Don't point. All right? Maybe they're not in this room. Maybe they're somewhere else. Listen to me. You're going to let your preferences overwhelm the power of the gospel. You're going to let your preferences, your preconceived ideas, overwhelm the power of the gospel. Are you going to take a step towards uncomfortable? Are you going to do that in faith? Are you going to believe that God died just as much for them as he did for you. And that the God of comparison does not even come close to rivaling the God of truth and grace. Are you going to let your finances be the thing that defines you? Are you going to take some steps? Are you going to lay that out and go, you know what, my stuff, my house, my cars, the credit cards... How dare I worship Visa? How dare I worship my mortgage more than I worship Jesus? No more. I will find a way. I will take it. I will make the sacrifices. I will make the sacrifices because I am called to be a blessing to others. And right now, the way I'm living is just to try to keep my things afloat. I do not get to be a blessing. And I promise, if you are not getting to be a blessing, God is calling you to take steps that you can even financially. You can do it. It may be hard. You may have to ask for help, but there are ways that you can do it. Personally, I know a lot of us just want to lose 10 pounds, see a different number when we get on the scale, wear a different size clothing, keep our hair, whatever it is. I know a lot of us are just, that's the thing we run to, but look, what if... What if you just believed, rather than the number on the scale, whether the number of follicles you have or the kind of clothing that fits, what if you just believed that a healthy you was the best gift you could give your family and the people around you? What if you just chose to believe that and that that motivated you? So that as you got healthy, you saw yourself be more patient. And as you got healthy, you saw yourself grow in energy and understanding and that you saw things with a clearer perspective. You believed more that God wanted to do more with you and more through you. Uh, what if you believe that that work that He's starting inside of you, the sacrifices and discipline that it will take to get there, is the very thing that is going to unleash that full life? The people around you, in your families, in your jobs, in your communities. What if? What if? So here's what I want you to do with this. Maybe you just take a picture on the screen when you can actually see it. Maybe you write it down somewhere. Maybe you put it somewhere. Maybe you, you tattoo it on your wrist. I don't know what you need to do. But I want this to be something. When you're, you're stuck, you're not sure what to do, 2019 comes crashing in, whether it's next week or next month or six months from now, that this is your call. This is what we're up to. You're looking for a filter. You're not sure what to do. You need to ask yourself and tell yourself this. In faith, one act of sacrifice can change the world. Where is God calling me? In faith, where is God calling me to sacrifice? What is God calling me to do? Because he's in the business still of changing the world. Pray with me.